0: Hey there, hello there, hi there. It's your favorite Bates of Retail. I'm Janelle. And I'm Kim. And uh, we don't have an episode of Riverdale to talk about because the season ended. <laughs> We're trying to replace it with Daredevil, so we'll see how long we talk about that today. But we watched Season 1, Episode 4. Called In the Blood. Um, and this is Kim's first time, but my second time through. So... so.
1: Um, I really like the show so far, though. It's, uh, really like Matt's character. Mm -hmm. I I just like the characters in this season.
0: Yeah, I think they're all, like, even though we're not very far in, it feels like they're pretty well developed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, Like they they kind
0: of understand, you get a good feel of all the characters. It doesn't
1: take too long to introduce them. They didn't drag it out. It was, like, pretty cut and dry. Like, here are your characters, and here's...
0: How they're starting off and they build them up that way. Yeah, and I think it was like especially great because they just like they just sort of like dropped us in. Like we had already known Matt and Foggy for a while, so yeah. they didn't have to try and develop those characters. And
1: I like when oh, I like when TV shows do that because it it makes it go by easier. Also, the Stanley Cup playoffs are playing in the background, so people are cheering and stuff. We're gonna try to make it
0: as as, like,
1: as quiet as possible, but.
0: You know, there, it's just things kinda, happen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, but, so, it starts off showing these two guys in prison, and you're like, okay, what are
0: they doing here? I 100% forgot about all of this. But I remember the, the end, end of the episode. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, so, you know, it shows these guys, and they're in prison,
1: and they're pretty beat up, and you're like, oh, man, these guys look tough. And then this guy's like, we're going to break out of here tonight, and he breaks off two guys, this guy's ribs. And yeah, I'm like, man. oh, my
0: God. That was a lot.
1: I was like, and they, sh- like, it's It's one thing to break off the red, but they, like, show him, like, in
0: his, like... uh, Yeah, like, like digging it out. And it was creepy because, like, like, like you said, like, just initially they could have just been like, oh, yeah, where'd you get that bone from? And then he points to the dude, and it could have just been that, and he would have been like, oh
1: Yeah, but no, they took it the extra step. Um, I also wanted a side note that Netflix skip intro button is the best thing that Netflix has done. Because I like the intros, but, like, there are some shows, like, American Horror Story that has a bunch of seasons or yeah. whatever, and you're like, I've heard this freaking intro. Like, it's like the Game of Thrones intro. Yeah. You're like, I love it, but I've heard it so many times, I could live my life without it for, like, at least a few episodes.
0: My favorite show to skip with is Orange is the New Black, because Ugh. the theme song is so long. And it's so, like, so long! I'll watch it, like, the first episode of the season, mm-hmm. and then after that, I just hit skip intro. Yeah. Totally. Um, God, I'm thinking of the intro now.
1: <laughs> so in the, in the beginning, Claire still doesn't know Matt's name. She just still refers to him as Mike. And then, um,
0: that, that whole scene was pretty interesting to me because it seemed like Claire was like trying to be like a moral guide for him. Mm-hmm. Like just trying to make him think a little bit less abusively.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then it shows, so when I, they showed the brothers in the beginning of the episode. It was eight years ago. Then it brings yeah. them back to present day, and they're working for a um, taxi company now. And I did not recognize Vladimir. I thought they looked more alike. And then, like I thought, they were like almost like twins, kind of like they both had like the blonde hair or whatever. Yeah. And then they showed him later in the show, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is. Where's Vladimir? And then it shows that like, he's Vladimir, and I was like, Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, interesting. And um, I wanted to point out i pointed out later but as the episode goes through you can definitely tell that anatoly is the younger sibling he's got like a very yeah. Napoleon complex like he does not he doesn't um he doesn't like to he doesn't want anybody to be in charge of him you can tell like he has a very hard time with accepting wilson's offer yeah and so it, it shows that uh. he's like
0: again.
1: it just shows the like like I said, Napoleon Complex, like, he, he he needs to be the boss, and, like...
0: Yeah, and I think um, Wesley said something about that, too, like... He said that he didn't want them to lose
1: their life, that they got there, because he promised, like, they promised each other that they would never slip back into where they were befo- in, like... Yeah, yeah. In Siberia.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but Wesley makes an Iron Man and a Thor reference when they're talking about yes. Matt later, I and I thought that, that I was know, so interesting, because... You've told me before that this, like, they kind of reference them, but mm-hmm. not really. Like, they referenced them... Um, Age dual Ultron? No, no. The first Avengers. Yeah. With so, the city. Yeah. Because and,
0: this, like, this takes place after the first Avengers.
1: Mm-hmm. So. So, it was interesting to see them reference... Or, it was cool to see him
0: reference Iron Thor Iron suit, magic hammer. Yeah. 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 Oh! Yeah, um, that was kind of neat. I liked it. Uh, so... Oh, okay, okay. So, this happens, like, shortly shortly after that like almost immediately when uh wesley walks away and then the brothers start talking to each other in russian mm-hmm. and you had said like here watching it that like you think russian would be a fun language to learn and like i had put in my notes not that i wanted to learn russian but that like i wonder to like somebody who speaks russian if these guys actually sound right yeah like no i gotcha. and i wonder that for like a lot of tv shows like how accurate are the languages being spoken? Yeah. Like, if a native speaker heard them, would they be like, oh, yeah, they sound authentic, yeah. you
1: know? Yeah, totally. Also, like, I feel like Russian would be cool to learn, but with when it comes to with me and languages, like, I, I don't ever want to have to relearn an alphabet. Mm, and so okay. the fact that, like, Russian would be amazing to speak or, like, Hebrew would be cool to learn or whatever, but it's, like, the fact that I would have to relearn, like, a whole new alphabet, that... My brain just can't handle that. Yeah,
0: I took Chinese for a year in high school, and that was fine to me. Okay.
1: So. I mean, maybe. I think I'd have to have it, like, dumbed down, like, a first grader. Yeah. Like, where, you know, you have the workbook, and it's like, this is A, and then, like, you write it out, and then you would do that, like, 12 times. Yeah, and then that's I could, what
0: we did for our characters yeah. in
1: Chinese. So I think I could do that, but it would take, like, way longer. Which is fine. Um, anyway. Um, <laughs> like, so, I referenced that Wesley, uh made an offer to the brothers about Fisk taking over. Yeah. And it he even he's even said that it was an offer, but it's still even when he said that, it sounded more of like you you can take this offer or we're going to take the offer for you. Yeah. So it didn't sound like it was an offer, it just sounded like they were kind of threatening them.
0: Yeah, cuz everything with Fisk is going to happen one way or another. They're just trying to make it feel like they have a part in the decision-making process.
1: Yeah. And then Ben and Karen are talking with the diner because last episode she brought him info. Yes, and he says he's not going to take the story. And I love
0: Ben. Um, <laughs> and then he also says to her in this scene that like she says that she did some digging, and he says, "Oh, I've done some digging too." So I wonder what he has on Karen. And yeah, it does give her past. Later, okay. Yeah. yeah. And so I was wondering about that too. But, um... But they still haven't even fully gone into it. Like, like you know what exactly he found, but you don't know, like, the depths of that issue. Oh. Like, even through season two. So okay. that's something that people, like, think is going to happen in season three. Hope so. So.
1: Um, then the guy who Matt hurt, who's in a coma, oh, identifies yeah. Claire to Vladimir and Anatoly. And, uh, they go to Claire's place and all of her stuff's gone. So you're like... Cool, that was touched on a little bit. And then um I said the guy who plays Fisk is somebody I can't take seriously. Because I've seen him in other stuff. Like he's in Jurassic World, he's in Law and Order, Criminal Intent, he's one of the detectives. Like he's been in other stuff and I've seen him play some like another character. So it's hard for me to see him play somebody who's supposed to be so intimidating in this big like tank of a dude like you said earlier yeah just
0: I, I think it's gonna be interesting for you if we ever watch Jessica Jones because seeing David Tennant as Kilgrave because did you watch Doctor Who
1: a uh, little bit okay which you'd have to show me who he is He's a then, oh my gosh wait no I think I know who but that is but he's
0: also Barty Crouch so I think that like, yes okay yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so I think that like when you see him you're gonna be like ah yeah. It's
1: tough. Like, I like when they use well-known actors for stuff, but it's also hard when they take them and make them a role that's you haven't seen them in very often or at all. Yeah. So it's hard to take them out of that box. It was super weird
0: because, like, he plays a villain and he plays, like, a scary fucking villain, dude. So. Cool.
1: I mean, I'm with it, though. It's very different. <laughs> um... Like, speaking of scary villains and seeing them in something else, the guy in Breaking Bad who plays Gus Fring, you didn't watch Breaking Bad, right? No, but I know that
0: he gets his face, like, shot off or something. He's
1: amazing. I yeah. Like, he's my favorite villain in the series. Um, he's in Westworld for, like, two seconds, and oh, he's...
0: Really?
1: Yeah, for, like, two seconds, um, I think. I don't watch Westworld, but I was watching it with my family. And, oh, like, okay. And, th- like, I saw him, and I was like, hey, that's Gus Fring, and they're, like... In season two? Like, are your parents are you Yeah, really watching it's, now? Okay, right. I'm
0: behind, so...
1: But I don't even remember, like, I just don't know if you see him more or whatever, but mm-hmm. I saw him for, like, two seconds, and he played a different kind of character for that, like, short snippet, and I was like... Yeah.
0: Oh. Cool. Like, yeah. like yeah. okay. Interesting. Um, but then...
1: Okay, but anyway,
0: so Ben and Karen were talking in the diner, and Karen, to me, feels, like, really ignorant in this moment. Like, she's trying to tell him what he should do, but, like, Ben's the one. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I just spurted water on my face. <laughs> um, but, like, Ben's the one who really knows what, like, how to make this work. Yeah. You know? Like, he's the one who's been a reporter for X amount of years, not Karen. So she doesn't really have, like, the full grasp on how to handle this situation.
1: Yeah. So I just don't, like, yeah, I don't appreciate the way... Well, it's not that I don't appreciate it, it's just that I don't think Karen um, uh, takes into consideration the fact that, like, she knows that Ben's been doing this for a long time, but I don't think she takes it into consideration. Like, she doesn't feel like he's seeing the full story. Yeah. And it's like, he's probably seeing more of the story than she's realizing that. She like she he probably realizes things that she hasn't,
0: yeah exactly,
1: so um, which
0: is kind of shown later when you see Karen actually go to the liquidation auction uh-huh. and then surprise her.
1: yeah, yeah, so. yeah, and then Karen's like sketching the dudes, and that's when they meet up at the diner, he tells her to meet her,
0: yeah after,
1: and uh I thought that was kind of cool, I like Ben a lot so it's not a secret <laughs> yeah.
0: uh,
1: um and then Fisk. This gets mes- mentioned later, but I said Fisk is trying to get frisky with Vanessa, the art gallery Were chick. Were you trying to make a pun? Yeah, I was going to say Fisky, but then I was like, nah.
0: Okay, so later...
1: And creates a loose end. So I don't think he... Re- like, I'm sure he realizes what he's doing. I'm sure he doesn't care. Uh-huh. But, like, if I was somebody who didn't want my name out there, and then I go on a date and tell somebody my real name... Yeah. Like, you're creating a loose end, and you're creating somebody that can be a liability, and that's not smart. Yeah. And that's... and I And I don't think... I hope that he realizes that, because he's supposed to be, like, this big, bad villain who is like, doesn't want his name out there. And, I mean, maybe not that his name's already out there, because Derek, uh, Matt knows him. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't care, but then it gets referenced later that he's out of hiding. Vanessa does become a weakness for him, though. I believe it! So, and, like, after seeing, after seeing the last, like, five minutes of the show tonight and seeing that she kind of turned him down but didn't... And the way he acted, he's such a baby. Like, I was I was watching this, and I saw him, like, do his weird face switch thing that he does. And I was like, oh, this is going to turn into a real Kylo Ren moment. I can feel <laughs> it. Like, he's just going to, you know, like, he's just going to lose his shit, and then he didn't. I was like, cool. And then, like, immediately after, I was like, oh, that that worked out well. He lost his shit, like a, like a little kid. And I was like,
0: what? So, in that scene, when Wesley tells, um... I forget which one of the Russian brothers ends up getting killed. Is Vladimir. It Vladimir. Okay. So when Wesley tells Vladimir that uh, Fisk just wants to have a few words with him, I was like, in my notes I wrote words. Yeah. You mean fists. Yeah. And then immediately after that, in the scene where he was like beating him up, I was like, Wilson Fisk, more like Wilson Fists, am I right? Oh my God, Jesus! It <laughs> so should that's have what been your pun reminded me. It
1: should have been Wilson Fisk <laughs> instead of Iron Fisk. <laughs> um. Slaps me. <name. laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, when he said he wants to have a few words with you, I was like, ah, uh, this can't be good. <laughs> you call him dad, bud. <laughs> well, I even, re- I even said later, um, when Vladimir, like, burst into the restaurant, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he just fucked up so yeah. bad. Like, there's
0: no way that he living
1: after yeah. that. Like, whether he messed up the date or not.
0: It was also pretty interesting when he rushed into the restaurant, and then you saw how many people in the restaurant were planted. Yeah. Like,
1: like they were just Wilson's people. It's kind of... That's kind of intimidating. Mm-hmm. But uh, I said later that the Russians imitate, intimidate me more than Fisk does. Because after seeing what they did to Claire and, like, like it, Russians in TV shows are played like such, like, loyal, uh, like, spies. Like and a brotherhood? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So it's like, like, watching them all stand around her as, like, this dude has a baseball bat and is, like, kicking the crap out of her. It's like, none of them are even, like,
0: flinching. They're just like, this is what we do. Ugh. Um. If you ever watch Arrow, they go into a lot about, like, what they call the Bratza, and it's, like, a Russian Brotherhood sort of thing, too. It's very similar.
1: Okay. Um, they beat up Santino.
0: Yeah. And it makes me so sad.
1: He was so scared. And he was hurt. No. And he felt
0: bad that he gave up information. But, like, like,
1: he's a kid, one, and two, like, he's giving the crap beat out of it, and I'm sure they wouldn't want him to, like, die over them.
0: Yeah. Exactly.
1: Um, what's the significance of... Faces toughly.
0: Oh, so yeah. So that comes up later. You'll you'll see. Okay. Um, um. Yeah. Does Fisk really believe that
1: he's making their world a better place?
0: He genuinely believes that he is doing the best for Hall Kitchen. Okay. That he is trying to make that place better. Y- yeah. Um. Uh, okay. Obviously, he's not. But like, I think that's what what's like an interesting part of his character is that like. He, and it, Marvel does this a lot. It's, like, with Magneto. Yeah. He, he, he yeah. Like genuinely believes he's doing the best thing for his people. Okay.
1: Um, I'm glad that they don't show Matt's Powers the same way as they did in the movie. And I said oh Powers and yeah. quotes, but, like, they show it, like, so in the movie, they make it, like, like, it's, like, black and blue, and you see it, like, sonar or whatever. Yeah. Kind of like they do in, um, the Batman games, when you're, like, looking down at different levels Mm -hmm. to see villains and stuff, and I like
0: that in the show, I don't think they've shown it like that. No. I don't think they've really shown it at all. No, the, the, like, most that they do with his, like, abilities, you'll see it later, but he he does hear, like, it. they do it like he cocks his head and he hears something. Yeah.
1: I've seen him, like, listening for stuff, and, like, it shows, like, when he killed the dude with the fire extinguisher down the stairs, you see him, you can see him listening and you can see him... Like, formulating in his head, but it doesn't show it like that in the movie. Yeah. And I really liked that they didn't do that, because I thought that was so cheesy.
0: Yeah. Um, It was very early 2000s.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then we both brought up that the subtitles are still addressing him as the masked man.
0: Yeah. Which is, like, really... I get it. Which, I don't know if they are
1: trying to make that a staple for his name right now, Mm -hmm. but, like... If you're not watching the show with subtitles, then it's pointless, so why? Yeah. Like, it's, like you said, it's not like we don't know that it's Matt.
0: Exactly. Like, so let's say that, like, you're a deaf viewer, you're still going to be able to tell that, like, this is Matthew. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Uh, So
1: he beats up all the Russians, and then Claire hits the last one, and then Claire, I think it was, like, adrenaline and stuff. But he like holds her and she's yeah. like sobbing. He's like, "I'm here, I got you." And I'm like, "I want them to be together I shook so, them so bad." So cute.
0: They're so cute. It makes me so mad they're that they're not so together. So cute. And then, um, actually, going back to when um, Fisk went to go hit on Vanessa, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, you remember me?" And she goes, "Oh yeah, you bought the Rabbit in the Snowstorm. That's one of my favorite paintings." And her dad, I'm like, "A blank white canvas is one of your favorite pieces of art? Like, um, what the fuck?" It's, but she sees it as so deep, like... Uh, they're pretentious as fuck, dude. Uh, later when Ben and Karen are having their meeting,
1: uh, so later when Ben and Karen are back in the diner, um, Ben tells Karen to sign the Union Allied Agreement. Yes. And I thought that was interesting, but I also know that Ben, like I said, I think Ben sees further than Karen when it comes to this, and that he sees that that could be a good thing Doesn't for her, because he, like he said, she can't talk in public, but he can. Mm-hmm. And then, um... Also
0: in that instance, uh, she comes in and she says that she bought, like, uh, $3,500 worth of office equipment from, like, the 90s or something. And
1: Foggy was, like, oh, and then it starts getting delivered to the office and Foggy's, like,
0: adores it. Yeah, because earlier in the episode he tells Matt, he's, like, we don't even have office equipment. Like, I know. we lawyers. Even when she
1: was, like, buying it or mentioning it to Ben that she bought it, I was, like, oh, they're ben gonna like, appreciate oh, this. That's
0: so cute. I know. Um... She's going to get money from Union Allied, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's so what she's, she's said, paying she, for, it, she's, right? like, she's like, I charged her to the company,
1: but don't freak out, I've got money set up coming in, yeah. so whatever, and I was like, oh, so, like, she's really going through with it. Interesting. Um, I said, okay, oh, so then later Claire's getting patched up by Matt, and it's so cute, and she, like, is like, you're pretty good for a blind dude, and he's like, I used to patch up my dad, and then she and he tells like, her, <laughs> he tells her that his name is Matthew, and I was like,
0: I'm crying It was so sweet, though. Yeah, it was cute. Um,
1: I'm still mad that they don't end up together. Whatever.
0: For now. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, i like, I don't know. It's weird. Because I know that Luke has to leave her eventually, because he's supposed to end up with Jessica. It's just a matter of when.
1: Yeah, or if they follow that storyline.
0: Yeah. Hopefully. I
1: mean, yeah. Uh, but then Wesley is becoming one of my favorite characters, because even though he's, like, he's, like, it's like a don't shoot the messenger kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's just telling people what he's being told to tell them. Yeah. And so then when Vladimir's getting the crap beat out of him,
0: he's just sitting there like blank expression. Like this is, this is what I do for a living. This is my life. I was thinking about it earlier and I had put that I thought like Wesley might be a Gryffindor, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's like he's probably a Hufflepuff because he's just like incredibly loyal yeah. To whatever Fisk does, you know?
1: Like... was playing this new game.
0: Yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm sorting people. <laughs> so, to me, Matt seems like a Slytherin. And Claire would be a Gryffindor. Yeah. Maybe... I, I think maybe Claire could be a Ravenclaw. Yeah. I could see that,
1: too. But I don't see Matt as a Slytherin. I see him more as a Gryffindor. Because if you take him, and you take, like, the decision decisions he makes compare them to, like, Harry's decisions. Like, he's a Gryffindor that could have also done, succeeded very well in Slytherin. Yes. That's yeah. how I see him. I don't see because, like, when I think of Gryffindor, I think of Harry. But then, like, also... But Harry's
0: not really a true Gryffindor. Exactly. Yeah. And then,
1: so then you start to think about, like, Ron and Hermione, who are, like, yeah true Gryffindor,
0: Gryffindors. So, it just depends on which way you'd like to look at it, I guess. Yeah. I feel like Matt is probably a Gryffindor, but... Daredevil is probably a Slytherin. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> the Masked Man. <laughs> the alter ego. Uh, and then Fisk is
1: starting war with the Russians. He basically told uh, Wesley to send the rest of Vladimir's body to Anatoly. And, and he's like, you know, this is going to start a war. And he's like, oh, I'm counting on it. Well, I'm going to fucking spell it <laughs> out for you. I'm going to fucking spell it out for you. But, so I, th- anyway, I thought it was a very good episode. I thought it was definitely a lot better than the last episode. The third episode seemed like kind of a lull. Like, yeah. It didn't seem like there was too much going on. And it was just, like, set up for this episode a little bit. So,
0: yeah, that's fair. But yeah. Cool.
1: That's what we have for Daredevil.
0: Moving on. Or um, did you have anything else? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, everything I kind of mentioned. The only thing that, like, I wrote down that we didn't talk about is not really important. So, it's just that, like, I think that it's interesting that after, like, 80 years, The Wizard of Oz is still being referenced as, like, a common thing. Yeah. Like, Karen says, the man behind the curtain, or mm-hmm. the guy behind the curtain, and I'm like, Mm.
1: Yeah, but no. Still, yeah. It's like one definitely one of those staples in history. Yeah. I guess like movie history. So on to our first Reddit contemplation, which we're actually gonna turn
0: into a poll for our Twitter this week. Yes. Is what cartoon had the best intro song? So initially my first thought was Danny Phantom. And I still stand by that. I'm thinking. <laughs> well you already have one.
1: My first my first one is uh Pokemon. Like
0: the original thing, yeah, song.
1: and I say I stand by that because like I've heard it sung at karaoke and stuff, and I'm like, it really just sticks through. Yeah,
0: it's a song that resonates with our generation um, absolutely. Um, so the second one I thought of was Phineas and Ferb because bully for soup, come on! And also, I just think that the song is really catchy and it's something that you can always find yourself singing along to. Okay, and then have you come up with a uh, fourth? Um, no, I think, like, there's so many other really good options, too. Yeah. And I don't know,
1: like, because it has to be cartoon. So mm-hmm. I said earlier, like, Spongebob, but I don't know if that's actually a good theme song or if it's just, like, one that everybody knows. everybody's, like, born knowing. <laughs> you come out
0: the womb <laughs> who lives in a pineapple let him see <laughs>
1: exactly <laughs> so it was that one or um I had a different one too
0: but I I think like I know you mentioned Hey Arnold Hey Arnold's good I said Doug yeah Doug's and good Teen Titans all runner ups okay uh, But,
1: hands down, because it's such a staple in my childhood, is the Scooby-Doo theme song.
0: Okay. So, the what's new Scooby-Doo one? No, the original.
1: Oh, okay. Like, yeah, the original. Oh, brings back such good memories. Okay. Um, But, yeah, that would be
0: mine. So, the four we're going to have. Phineas and Ferb. Pokemon. Danny Phantom scooby-doo maybe like in parentheses og yeah so go ahead and tell us what your favorite one is yes participate we'll have it open till next week yeah um probably like just before the show and before we're going to record um also posted on the twitter right now is a link to a buzzfeed quiz for which character you are because kim and i both took ours and that's where like she got foggy earlier, and then I got Karen. So take yours and let us know what you get. Um, Be interesting. Yeah. So then,
1: next segment is we haven't really been watching stuff lately. We've been kind of focused on gaming. And so I finished South Park Stick of Truth. Now I'm just going back and doing like the side missions I didn't get to do. Get so to do. so how do you feel about it? Like I thought it was really good. Like it's definitely South Park. So if you don't like the show. Mm. I would not recommend it. What Can would it, you give it, like, out of ten? It kept my interest, and it was, like, all I could think about, so I'd say at least an eight out of ten. Okay. Because, like, I don't want to give anything a ten out of ten, usually, because mm. it's, like, what am I comparing it to? That's, like, hands down the best thing I've ever played, but I'd say an eight. I had an eight out of ten. Okay. It was just fun. Like, the whole way through, there were some parts that were kind of tough that I couldn't figure out what to do at first, and then, like, it, it made you think, like, how you're going to do stuff, and it's just stupid. And I love it so much. So, yeah, definitely good. good.
0: So then you're going to move on to the next one?
1: So my husband, my now husband, lives in a different state. So when I move there, um, we're going to play the second one. Oh, okay. So I'm taking a break from South Park, and I've been playing um, Super Mario Odyssey. So I'll probably just continue on with that until then. Okay. But, it, but that's also a fantastic game. Yes. So Odyssey
0: is Fucking amazing, um. But that's that's for another time. Yeah. But you, yes. After like months, I can finally say that I finished Life is Strange before the storm, because like I finished Life is Strange a while ago, but like it kind of just counts as finishing Life is Strange because the whole story is just like overlap. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. Um, okay. So this is my pick for you to play this game the first one like if you play just life is strange is really neat because it's like one of those um, like decision based games where like how you talk to people and stuff affects so like, this, like
1: the other game you're playing right What we're talking about in a second um
0: okay but your main character max can rewind time so, sometimes you're supposed to go into a conversation blind, and then you learn stuff, like, um, in the very beginning of the game, there's, like, somebody who's, like, really closed off to you, but she has a drone, so, like, you learn stuff about her drone, and then you rewind time, and you, like, basically prove to her that you know stuff about drones, so then she likes you a little more, and it opens up more. Okay. It's really cool, and then, like, it ends up being about, like, um, a mystery, uh, like, like there's a girl who's missing and you have to figure out what happened to her. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah, without giving away too much of the yeah, end of, this, yeah, of the I story. Yeah, I So, but I would definitely recommend it. And then the second one is about... Well, not the second one, but the prequel. The one that I just finished is about um, your best friend, but, like, in the time that you weren't there, because, like, Max moves away, and, and then, like, in the beginning of the first game she moves back. So... In the time that you're gone, she befriends the girl who's missing in the mm. first game. So you, like, see, like, her whole friendship with the girl who's missing. Okay. It. So then you basically, like, you meet the character who you're then trying to save in the second game. Yeah. Or the first game. But okay. The, but the second story, it's like Star Wars and it's all confusing with the prequels. <laughs> gotcha. Oh. Cool. Yeah. So, that's a super good game. And definitely would recommend I think, like, gameplay-wise, it's not, like, the best thing. Like, it's kind of glitchy. Um, Okay. Like, characters just, like, spaz sometimes. But, like, story-wise, I'd give it, like, a 9 out of 10. Okay. The story is amazing. Okay. Cool. And now you can talk to Bernie about it. Yes. I'm so excited. (laughs) Our PlayStation rep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you started a new game.
1: Yes, and
0: I, like, I blew through Life is Strange so that I could start Detroit, because I had to justify this purchase. <laughs> yeah. And Detroit just came out on May 25th, so it is, like, a brand new game. Yes, and it's really good, and it's, like, I think I would say it's kind of the same way as Life is Strange, where, like, the gameplay isn't anything to write home about, but the story is really Yeah. yeah. Well, so, so, our PlayStation rep told us about this
1: game because it was coming out, and it's on PlayStation, so sorry if you're an Xbox player like me. Uh But, um... <laughs> She showed us a couple trailers, and from the trailers, it looked amazing, and the gameplay looked, I mean, like, not amazing, but it looked like the story would build up to be
0: great. So, so in those trailers, that first character you see, um, it was the detective, um, and he Connor. was like, yeah, oh, you remembered his name, yeah." <laughs> um, and he's, like, trying to... Um, get the hostage out of that situation so that's the first one yeah so that's like your tutorial that's awesome
1: yeah that so that trailer or that it's like not even a trailer it's like a 20 minute gameplay and that was kind of what enticed me to play the game because you saw kira's story yeah Or no kara kara's story and um kara's story was interesting i like that aspect because they're they all have kind of different stories yeah i killed the dead good good (laughs) yeah but then um so i yeah. And then you see Connor's story and you're like, Oh, that's like totally different, but still So it's the kind same of interesting concept
0: because he dies in the or at least in my version, he died. So like Connor he, did? Yeah. So he like runs and then like pulls the girl and throws her on the roof and then the other android gets him and he. So falls you off the roof. did not play it the same way the person did through the no. tutorial. Okay. And then uh, I thought, like, oh shit, am I done now? Do I not get this character? But they just like brought him back to life, so it was fine. Okay. Um I do have a question about Kara, does it walk you through, like, in
1: the game, or in the, in the preview, it shows Kara standing still, and all of a sudden you hear all the stuff unfold upstairs, but then it takes you back. Does it take you through that way, or does it, like, give you the option to move
0: immediately? So, you're told, like, do not move. Yeah. he tells you don't move, right? Yeah. So then, like, he walks upstairs, and I was, like... As soon as I saw him get out of, like, eye I like, shot yeah. and the stairway, I, like, started trying to break free, and then you have to, like, rapidly press a bunch of buttons to break free. Like, break oh, free from okay. coding, essentially. Yeah.
1: And the thing about the game is you're playing as three AI robots, and, um, it's all about them, like... I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's all about them, like, realizing that they have choices.
0: So, so where I'm at, so there's three different stories, and there's, the chapters are actually pretty short, and they've just started to overlap, but, like, basically, yeah. uh, There's a, there's a bunch of people, or a bunch of androids that have realized, like, we should be our own people. Um, so, like, Kara kills the dad and takes off with the daughter, and she's just trying to keep the daughter safe, and then, um, my detective is, like, the least inclined for freedom. Like, okay, like he, from the play, from the playthrough I saw too,
1: or like the gameplay, it didn't seem like he cared too much about making those choices, he really seemed focused on his job. Yeah. Where Kara looks like she's really struggling with it, 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 it they gave her a terrible situation.
0: Yeah. So. And then the third guy, his name is Marcus, and he's yeah. like, um, he he's a caretaker for an old, an elderly, like, artist who ends up dying, and then um, he, like, gets blamed as a murderer. And then he gets, uh, like, dismantled and thrown in a junkyard, and so you have to piece yourself back together, and then you find, uh, like, the refugees, like, these uh, androids who have also come to their senses. Okay. Um, And that's where I'm at right now. Cool. No, it definitely,
1: like, if I ever get a PlayStation, it'll be a game that I buy,
0: because I really, I really liked it. Honestly, I feel like if you wanted to come over and play it, too, like, that's chill. Sweet. Cool, yeah, because I really like, I really like...
1: I like it. Like, I like the way it's set up. I like the way that you can choose, like, how the game is played.
0: Yeah. It's and a it's lot cool. of fun.
1: I also like games with structure. Like, like for example, I love Lego games because they're easy, and mm-hmm. there's only one path you can go through, and it's, like, not hard. Yeah. But I also like games where you, like Detroit, where you can pick the way the game is played, and if you don't do something in this part of the game, then it ch- totally changes the outcome in a different part of the game.
0: And what's really crazy is, like, after every single chapter, they give you this, like, a uh, like a brainstorm kind of map And it shows An outline It's like an outline mm-hmm. And it shows like The path you took And then you can see All these other alternate paths And I'm like What the fuck was the other ending? Yeah So the replayability on this Is pretty high
1: Yeah And that's what I like too Is like you you can't If you choose not If you choose to make different choices You can't play the game same game twice Yeah And that's what I like
0: Uh Yeah So that that's about all I got For Detroit for now Sweet I'm totally <laughs> Totally with it Um, So, we'll do another Reddit contemplation. Um, This one is, what's your favorite high school-based film? And I already know Kim's answer, but still. Hands down, High School Musical.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love, like, specifically the first one, but I do, you know, I haven't seen the last one.
0: The senior year? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I do love those movies, but the first and the second one are like, next yeah. level for me. I love them so much.
0: I just like instantly start thinking of the soundtrack like anytime it's mentioned. Yeah, and exactly. I, like I, I have like this whole vivid scene running through my head at this exact moment of Zac Efron through the gulf. Oh my god, I know it's so funny because like whenever I think of High School Musical, I never think of the first one, I always picture the second one. Yeah, it's weird, right? Mm-hmm. I, I always think of the, what time is it? Summertime, it's on vacation. Anyway. Oh, um, I love it. oh. Uh, I don't know why I think of that
1: so much. <laughs> but it's good. It's like I don't wanna say it's like Shrek, but
0: <laughs> Have you seen have you seen the meme thing, like the video that's floating around that Zach Efron is Elsa? Because when he sings and moves it like is perfectly in time, a go. I've seen that
1: and I'm just oh, I live for it.
0: Um but my, I think I think I've figured it out now. Like I'm gonna go with Twenty One Jump Street. Okay, because it is a high school based movie, even though they're technically adults. Yeah, no, that is very good. <laughs> I, it's just like Twenty One Jump Street's probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Anyway, because like the number of times I've watched it and the like, it's still hilarious to me. It's like it's like the first Deadpool.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel it's you. like
0: every time it's still really
1: funny. Yeah, it just doesn't get old. I feel you. That's a... Yeah.
0: It's a chicken movie. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, so our uh our book club. So and-
1: it's called The Finding Things, we've talked about it before. We still haven't recorded for Ready Player One. We're we're slacking really hard. We're the <laughs> but we're But uh, we're trying to get our shit together, honestly. Uh but, but we started the second book, which is Gerald's Game. And we both agreed that it's kind of shitty. Yeah, man. Like, so now that Janelle has actually started it, and I'm only on the third chapter. Maybe the fourth. I'm only, like,
0: ten pages in. <laughs> it's so
1: annoying. So we're, we're... We don't know what we're going to do. I told her we sh- we might be able to skip this one, because We might skip tough. it for our club,
0: but we might, like, tough it out. At yeah. least for a little bit.
1: I mean, because, like, okay, so... I feel like maybe for the club, because also Janelle and I are the only ones reading it. Yeah. And so... If we wanted to continue on with something that other people would like to read, I know Janelle's boyfriend. The next book that's up in the, the like the list is rec- was recommended by him, mm-hmm. so I know he'll probably want to read that with us. So that's at least a third person where we can have somebody else included in it. Yeah. So we might do that. It's already in my Amazon shopping cart, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just um, it's been real tough trying to get through this book, and it's not grabbing. I think, like I said, it's like a TV show where you watch it's like watching game of thrones yeah finishing it and like you're like hey, well, what do i watch now and nothing can compare to game of thrones like there's no show that's like uh oh, okay at least i have this to watch it's like there's nothing that compares to that so you have yeah. to like give yourself some time to get away from the amazingness that was Ready Player One, in my opinion. I just, it was everything I wanted. It was was video games, it was pop culture references, it was just, the characters were great, the story was great. It was such a good book. And then taking that and
0: completely going to the other end of the spectrum and going into this weird, like... Stephen King just writes so weird. Yeah. Like, I don't know what his deal is. I'm just so frustrated. I keep thinking about how he's got these, like, multiple, like, like, it... And then I told you earlier, but, like, in the same, like, open book two pages, you've got, like, oh, our almost 20-year marriage, and then immediately, like, on the other page is, oh, our 17-year-old marriage. Which like, I didn't notice. The
1: which I didn't notice, because I don't think I thought that much, like, I don't think I paid that much attention to it. Like, I think, if anything, I'm, like, skimming over it. And that sucks, too, because it's, like, I haven't... So, really Because a lot of it, it is, re- like, repetitive. It's the same details. And Ready Player One was laid out very well, and it was, um, like, I thought the beginning was a little, like, dry, but it wasn't hard to get through by any means. No. And so this one is, like, just hard to even get through. It's just, like, it's, like, it's like I keep checking to see when the chapter's going to be over. Yes. And I'm, like, that is so irritating. You don't want to... It's, like, when you're watching a movie and you're, like, seeing how much time is left in a movie, you're, like, why am I still sitting here watching this movie?
0: When I clearly don't care about it. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so I've been skimming over it because... I don't care! Yeah. And, like, it's a lot of explanation, and the way he started the book was what I thought would be toward the middle of the book, so that threw me off immediately.
0: And then, like, I think, the like, another big difference between Ready Player One and what we've read of Gerald's game so far is that, like, Ready Player One had this obvious structure. Like, you knew he was going to find the key and open the gate and then repeat, right? Yeah. Well, and then, this one, like, you have no idea where it's going. Where the fuck it's going? Because it starts off with what you think is going to be the middle of the book. You're like, okay, well, how are we going to supplement, like, details for the rest of this book?
1: I... If... If, if he takes this and takes the middle of the book and puts it at the beginning and then puts the beginning of the book in the middle like her
0: explaining it I'm gonna lose my shit Uh, I swear to god if I read one more time about this dude's pink face and like widow's peak that is almost balding I'm gonna lose it because he said it like three times in the ten pages I've read and then I was telling Janelle earlier
1: I love Stephen King but I hate reading him his movies even the cheesy ones like Cujo or Children of the Corn good Good movies, or it like I haven't seen the original. I'm so sorry that I suck. (laughs) But um, the new one, they did a fantastic job with. Like that's a movie that is scary, but I could honestly sit down and watch nonstop. Yeah, and I loved it. But then I remember trying to get through it, the book before even the new movie came out because I thought, oh, this is a clown. It's scary. It's something I was afraid of as a child. I should get through it. It's if you haven't seen it, is a gigantic book. It's not as big as the stand, but it's big. Yeah. I was like, I'll try to get through this and it's so the same as Gerald's game. It's redundant. It's just so I don't know why I, I don't know why my brain hates me and like forgets that I hate Stephen King's writing. <laughs> maybe it's because like also my grandma loves Stephen King. She like but she also acknowledges that his writing's trash. So it's like she's just able to work through it, I guess, and maybe that's why I think I love it. But dang, like we might end up just skipping over this one, but then like powering through it on our own time.
0: I don't know. We haven't decided yet. We're still trying to give it a shot, but... Yeah. But, you know, don't hold your breath for us to discuss Gerald's Game more, because so far, not so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's
1: kind of it that we have for the, po- the podcast this week. We kind of figured it was a good, short podcast, uh, even though it's like 40 minutes, 40 minutes <laughs> but shorter than last week's for sure. Um,
0: yeah. So, um, follow us on Tumblr at Babes Retail Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Babes of Retail. You can email us at babesofretail at com, And you can also find us on Blueberry, uh, iTunes. Pretty much anything now, like a podcast addict or
1: any of the major
0: apps. Yeah, but that's where you can find us. We'll talk to you next Participate
1: week. Participate in the pool. Oh, yeah. Participate in the pool.
0: Yeah. So- we'll try to be more active on Twitter. Trying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it.
1: Alrighty, see you next week.